Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it will end in praise. Say like you mean it. Say it will end in praise. You're prophesying. Don't squeeze that face. Smile. Say it will end in praise. It's like you've gone to seek help from a rich man. Say dangote. And he says you should wait in the waiting room. While you are in the waiting room, just keep dancing. Because something good is about to happen. Now the king of kings, I assure you that by this time tomorrow, your story will end in praise. I don't know what you are believing God for, but in the waiting room, just keep praising him. Because he has done it before and he will do it for you. Our song is titled, Toya Easy. Praise him, our king. Praise him. Listen and be blessed. Amen. Oh, 
praise Him, I can praise Him. Praise Him, my King. Praise Him. Come on, sing. Toya is it. Toya is it. Toya. Come on, sing. Toya is it. Toya is it. Toya. Come on, sing. Toya is it. Toya is it. Toya. Lift up your voice and sing. Toya is it. Toya. Put our hands together one more time. 
Let's celebrate Jesus. Let's celebrate Jesus in the life of the choir. Your story will end in praises in Jesus' name. I say your story will end in praises in Jesus' name. Uh, this month, by the grace of God, is a month we have tacked seeking after God's help. What do they target? Seeking after God's help. Now, in the text that we have chosen, Second Chronicles chapter 20, the Bible tells us in the first five verses, it happened after this, that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Amorites, they came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from, Samaria, from Syria, and they are in Hazazon Tamar, which is En Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared. And set himself to seek the Lord. And proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. And so Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem. In the house of the Lord before the court and he declared unto them God's counsel. Looking at that scripture, that's where we have gotten our theme for the month seeking after God's help. And that's simply because challenges, conflicts, crises, confrontations. They come in various forms and shades to individuals and organizations while we are here on earth. No individual or corporate entity is exempted. But the response of the individual organization determines whether success or defeat, victory or failure, Progress or retrogression will be achieved. So the story in the text above reveals how a king led his people to respond to the challenge that confronted them upon the realization that he was no match to the confrontation and challenge. The king sought for divine help and the following principles can be obtained from that story. Principle number one, what is it? I can't hear you. 
I believe you all have the bulletin. What does principle number one says? Present yourself before God in what? In prayers. That's what Jehoshaphat did. He presented himself and the people of Israel in prayers. What's principle number two? Eh? I can't hear you. Prepare yourself in fasting. Don't just pray. What do you add to your prayer? You are no more talking now. What do you add to it? Do you notice that fasting is almost getting out of the dictionary of many Christians now? Tell them to fast. They will tell you, don't you know I have ulcer? Tell them to fast. Ah, I need to take my drugs. So, apart from presenting ourselves in prayers, we must also prepare ourselves in fasting. Can I hear an amen in the house? It's not everybody that is saying amen. No. Can I hear an amen in the house? Maybe those who are not fasting are the ones who cannot say amen. Can I hear an amen in the house? Okay. What is the third principle? Patiently wait and hear from God. A lot of us, we pray, but we don't wait to hear from God. Prayer should be a dialogue, not a monologue. So when you pray, wait on God and get instructions. So that you know what next to do. And what's the last principle I put there? I can't hear you. Say it one more time. And that's what the choir told us this morning. Do ya, do ya, do ya. Do ya, do ya, do ya. Do ya, do ya, do ya. Amen. Hallelujah. And those are the good old days in the choir. Hallelujah. So looking at that story this morning, you know I've preached what's in the bulletin. So that's the four principles I saw looking at that story. But looking at that story this morning, I want to preach briefly on what I've called refuse to be confused, refuse to be intimidated. Can you look at your neighbor and say, refuse, uh, refuse to be confused. Look at your neighbor and say, refuse to be intimidated. Can you say it one more time? Look at the next neighbor and say, refuse to be confused. Look at another neighbor and say, refuse to be intimidated. That's what I'll be talking about briefly this morning. Listen to me, church. Challenges, crises, confrontations, they come. You cannot run away from it as long as you're a human being. Hello? They come in various forms and shades. 
the challenge that I will face will be different from yours. That of brother X will be different from sister Y. But every one of us at one point or the other, there is a crisis that will arise, there is a challenge that will come, there is a confrontation that we've got to face. But as people of God, let it be settled in our heart that nothing should cause us to be confused or to be intimidated if truly you are a child of God. Nothing. So many reasons we can deduce for that. I'll be coming to that later. But as a child of God, let it be settled that challenges will come. Confrontations will come. Crises will come. But when they come, be settled in your heart. This challenge, this confrontation cannot and shall not overcome me. Can I hear an amen in the house? Can I hear an amen in the house? So in the story before us, the Bible says that three nations came together to confront King Jehoshaphat. And he knew there is no way he can fight them. He knew he is no match for them. And the natural thing is to fidget. The natural thing is to fear. In fact, the Bible told her, the first thing the Bible told her about Jehoshaphat is that he feared. And if that's where you stopped and you didn't read the next phrase, then there's trouble. The Bible told her he feared. But the next thing is that he called upon God. He sought for help from God. So there's no problem fearing there's no problem fearing. What do you do after your fear? Hallelujah. And when you read the story in Second Chronicles chapter 20, the first phrase that you'll find is, and it came to pass. Am I right? Huh? Look at your Bible. Whatever your translation, you see a phrase similar to that. That's the first phrase. And it came to pass that these people, this multitude, they came against Jehoshaphat. When you read your Bible and you find something like that, you need to find out what is it that happened before this one came to pass. Can you flip back to Second Chronicles chapter 19? And we're going to read from verses 1, no, 3. Okay, let's read from verse 1 to the end. It's a short chapter. Second Chronicles chapter 19. Then Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, returned safely to his house in Jerusalem. And Jehu, the son of Hanani, the seer 
went out to meet him and said to the king, Jehoshaphat, Should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? Therefore, the wrath of the Lord is upon you. Verse 3. So, what is it? Nevertheless, good things are found in you. In that you have removed the wooden images from the land. And have prepared your heart to seek God. Verse 4. So Jehoshaphat dwelt at Jerusalem. And went out again among the people from Beersheba to the Mount of Ephraim. And brought them back to the Lord God of their fathers. The next verse. Then he set judges in the land throughout the fortified cities of Judah, city by city. And said to the judges, take heed to what you are doing. For you do not judge for man, but for the Lord, who is with you in judgment. Now therefore, let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Take care and do, do it. For there is no iniquity with our God, with the Lord our God. No partiality and no taking of bribes. Moreover, in Jerusalem, for the judgment of the Lord and for the controversies, Jehoshaphat appointed some of the Levites and priests and some of the chief fathers of Israel when they returned to Jerusalem. And he commanded them, saying, Thus shalt thou act in the fear of the Lord, faithfully and with a loyal heart. Next verse. Whatever case comes to you from your brethren who dwell in their cities, whether of bloodshed or offenses against the law or commandment or against statutes or ordinances, you shall one day leave a trespass against the Lord and wrath come upon you and your brethren. Do this and you will not be guilty. And take notice. Amaria, the chief priest, is over you. In all matters of the law. And Zebadiah, the son of Ishmael, the ruler of the house of Judah, for all the king's matter, also the Levites will be officials before you. Behave courageously. And the Lord will be with you. Amen. Amen. Okay. It's not. And... Um, and take notice, Amaria, the chief priest, is over you in all matters of the law, and Zebadiah, the son of... Okay, I've read that, Nabi. Okay, that's the end of I know it's a short uh, uh, chapter. Now, the seer meant Jehoshaphat. Put things right in this country. And the Bible said the moment Jehoshaphat had that, he put things in place. He called on the judges. Judge rightly. Judge in the fear of God. He brought the Levites. You are to take charge of worship in the house of the Lord. Everything was put in place. And it was after that that three nations came 
with war. Some of us will have thought, you see, I'm walking right with the Lord. Things are okay. God should be pleased with me. Why should these things be? So listen to me, church. When challenges come, and it is settled in your heart that you are right with God, that should give you enough boldness not to be intimidated, not to be confused. Can I hear an amen in the house? So we must make sure that we are in right standing with God so that whatsoever happens, we can boldly approach God in prayer, we can prepare ourselves in fasting, we can wait and hear from Him, and surely our story shall end in praises in the name of the Lord. What does it mean to be confused? What does it mean to be intimidated? To be confused to be, is to be imbalanced in our emotional state in which numerous thoughts and imaginations they converge in the brain to take a decision. And if one is not careful, wrong decisions will be taken because of the imbalance of the prevailing thoughts. Three nations came against this man that is right standing with God, who has just put everything in the right perspective in his domain. So thoughts will start to flow. What is it that I've done wrong? What is it that went wrong? Am I not right with God? Even with this that I've done. Those are the thoughts that could come. And if all we do is to major on those thoughts, all it will give us is fear. All it will bring is confusion. All it will bring is intimidation. So listen to me, church. The fact that you are challenged is not the issue. The fact that there is a crisis is not the issue. The fact that, oh, things are not the way it ought to be, that's not the issue. The issue is, how do you confront the situation? And one of the things that the natural man will do is to be confused. One of the things that the natural man will do is to be intimidated. But in this story, King Jehoshaphat gave us an example that is worthy of emulation. So to be confused simply means it's a state of an inability to understand clearly issues that are happening or, or that is at hand. Hence, not knowing what to do. You don't fully understand. Why should it be me this is happening to? That's what it means to be in a confused state. To be intimidated simply means some acts has occurred and is causing you to fear, is causing you to be injured, is causing you to be harmed. For that king, his prestige as a king is at hand. 
his territory will soon be taken away from him. He will no longer be a king living in his palace and controlling his people. He will be brought into subjection by another king that will take over if he's defeated. And that will result in fear. Hallelujah. What does it mean to be intimidated? Incidentally, if you write the word intimidate, you discover that in between that word, the word timid can be found. Intimidated. If you write it out, you'll find that timid is at the center. So when you are intimidated, it simply means that you are timid. Something makes you to be fragile. Something makes you to be frightened. Something has occurred. And you are not bold again. That's what it means to be intimidated. And that's what happened to this king. He was scared. He was terrified. He became panicky. That's what happens when you are intimidated. But the Bible tells us where we have read. In Second Chronicles chapter 20, the Bible tells us about Jehoshaphat. And it says, verse 3, And Jehoshaphat feared. That's a confusing state. That's the intimidation state. But that verse is not stopped there. It goes on to say, And set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. So he did not stop at the point of being fearful. He summed up courage. And he did something. I pray for someone listening to me. The courage to know what to do and be able to do it. May the Lord release to you in the name of Jesus. I said the courage to know what to do and to be able to do it. May the Lord release it to you in the name of Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. Because challenges will come. Crises will come. Your crises and challenges will be different from mine, but they will surely come. So knowing the right thing to do, being able to do it, is what we are talking about. So the Bible tells us, what did Jehoshaphat do? Or what should you do when you are confused? Or you are intimidated. I say, turn to God who is omniscient and omnipotent. Turn to God who is omniscient and is omnipotent. He knows all things, He can do all things. Can I hear an amen in the house? He knows all things and He can do all things. Turn to God 
who is omniscient. He knows all things. Talk with him. Lord, I don't know why I'm going through this, but I know you know. What should I do? He knows all things. Because the Bible tells us, with this our God, nothing will be impossible. Jeremiah 32, verse 27. With this our God, He can do all things. He can do all things. So whatever it is that is making you to be frightened, whatever it is that is confronting you, all you've got to do is to be able to call upon the Lord, knowing that He can do all things, He knows all things. Hallelujah. In Isaiah chapter 49, Isaiah chapter 49, verses 14 to 16. Isaiah 49, verses 14 to 16. The Bible tells us, But Zion said, The Lord forsake me, and my Lord has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. See, I have inscribed you on the palm of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Can I hear an amen in the house? That's a word of assurance from our God. If you are in right standing with Him and you are confronted with a situation that makes you to fright, to be intimidated, let it be settled in your heart that you have a God who cannot forget about you. He says you have His name written in His palm. He says there is a world He looks at and who He sees is you. It means his face is constantly watching over you. Don't, so don't let that crisis so weigh you down that you don't know that you have a God who is interested in you. He says a woman may forget the pain, the sorrow she has gone through in child delivery. He says, but well, I go. I, God, never will I forget about you. When you have that understanding, it makes you to be bold as a liar. I have a God. He's always on my side. Because what the devil wants to see of us is for us to be confused. What the devil wants to see of us is for us to be timid. What the devil wants to see of all is to find ourselves in situations wherein we cannot seek after God. But when we remember that we have a God who is interested in our affairs, He gives us boldness. Hallelujah. In Proverbs chapter 3, 
Verses 3 to 5, we are told not to lean on our own understanding. We are told not to lean on our own understanding. There is nothing too small to ask for direction from God. Can you tap your neighbor and say, nothing is too small to seek counsel from God. You are not all talking. Look at your neighbor and say, nothing is too small to seek counsel from God. So don't lean on your own understanding. Yes, you may be an expert. Knowing what to do. But still ask God. Still ask God. Don't lean on your own understanding. Ask for His approval. Don't say you know it all. You don't know it all. Hallelujah. So turn to God. Who is omniscient and who is omnipotent. He knows all things. He can do all things. Meditate on what God has done in time past. And rely on Him to be able to do more. Even for you now. At such times, instead of you being confused, instead of you being intimidated, can you recall what God has done in time past? And that's what you learn from David. When he was to confront Goliath. And they were telling him, no, you are a boy. You don't have the skill. You don't have the capability. David had an experience to share. I pray for someone. May you have an experience to share. Hey, I pray for someone. May you have an experience to share. I pray for someone. May you have an experience to share. The problem is a lot of us, we don't want to go through situations that when we come out, we have the experience to share. But let's understand, it may be one of the reasons why God is allowing you to go through it so that you have an experience to share, either to help yourself or to help someone. David had an experience to share. He told the people, I was going about my watching after my father's flock. The lion came, the bear came. I pray for someone. Trouble that will want to consume you, your place of work, God will deliver you. I said trouble that wants to destroy you in your place of work, God will deliver you. It was why David was doing his normal work. That simply tells you even in doing your work, there is danger. While doing your work, there is danger. I mean, I tell you, every work, every profession 
has its problems and dangers. He says, I was watching after my father's flock. It's a job I've been doing. But this particular day, the lion came. This particular day, the bear came. I don't have the ability. I don't have the strength. But God showed up. I took the lion. I tore the lion. Hey! Nobody hears that. That something will not jump up in his or her heart. Eh? You mean that happened? David had an experience to share. Listen to me, church. Maybe God is allowing whatever you are passing through to pass through so that you can have an experience to share. That's why you must not be confused. You must not be intimidated. So that tomorrow you can stand out to tell someone, do you know I passed through something like this, like this, like this, and God saw me through. If God has seen me through, surely he will see you through. He had an experience to share. So what I'm saying is you meditate on what God has done in time past. You rely on him to be able to do more even for you now. When you have settled this, then you can approach God in prayers, seeking for help from someone who can help you. For you to call on God for help is a sign that you are dependent on him and not on your strength or your wisdom. If you know you can do it on your own, then you don't need to seek for God's help. But listen to me, church. There is no challenge that is small. Even those small challenges, you better take it to God. Because it could cause more catastrophe than you ever imagined. So, be, be humble enough to call on God. Be humble enough to seek for God's help. That's what Jehoshaphat did. He knew he was no match to these three nations. And he made up his mind. He was going to seek God. He was going to seek help. From God. Hallelujah. So he prayed. He prayed. Now, let's look at the prayer that Jehoshaphat prayed. Now, from verse 6 to 12 or to 13. From verses 6 of Second Chronicles 20. Look at the way Jehoshaphat prayed. Verses 6 to 12 or 13. And said, O Lord God of our fathers, and are you not God in heaven? 
And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand, is there no power and might? So that no one is able to withstand you. Can you see the confidence by which Jehoshaphat approached God? So when we are talking about presenting ourselves in prayer, let's go with a boldness that say that believes that our God can do anything. Our God can do what? Too? Hey, you are no more talking. Our God can do what? He can do anything. Anything. He has no limit. He can do anything. So Jehoshaphat approached God and said, God, you dwell in heaven, but there is nothing that happens here on earth. You are in charge. Nothing can withstand you. Except you don't want to do it. When you want to do it, you have a field day. That's how you approach God. Seeking for his help. Verse 7. Verse 7. Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? You see him recalling what God has done. You see him saying, Lord, you gave us this possession. Now they want to dispossess us. I pray for someone. No one will dispossess you of your inheritance. <laughs> I decree in the name of Jesus, every power that wants to dispossess you of your possession, they are dispossessed now in the name of Jesus. Can you see the confidence with which Jehoshaphat approached God? You gave us this as a possession. This one wants to dispossess us. Are you going to look at them, Lord? Are you not do something? That's the confidence by which Jehoshaphat went to God. Verse 8. Verse 8. Verse 8. And they dwell in it. And they built you a sanctuary in it for your name. We have built a sanctuary here for your name. Your name is being glorified here. Ah, ah. In other words, Joshua was saying, God, Will you allow them that your name will no longer be glorified in this land and they will come and bring their gods and say their gods is now Lord here? Are you going to allow that to happen? Listen to me, Charles. It is with that confidence I know Jesus will be Lord over Nigeria. I say, Jesus will be Lord over Nigeria. Let the devil rise up. He shall be Lord. 
in this land. In our times. I say in our times. Hey, I say in our time. In the name of Jesus. His name has been entrenched in this land. And it shall stand. That's what Jehoshaphat did. He called on God. Your name is here. It's here. I'm talking about don't be confused. Don't be intimidated. Whatsoever it can be. When you know you are in right standing with your God. Verse 9. Verse 9. If disaster comes upon us, so judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before you in this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple. We will cry out to you in our afflictions. And what will happen? What will happen? What will happen? What will happen? I can't hear you. What will happen? You will hear us and you will save us. So listen to me. Let no affliction intimidate you. Let no crisis intimidate you. Be bold to approach God. He will hear us. He will deliver us. That's the confidence with which Jehoshaphat approached God. He knew his God. Hey, hey. That's our God. He will fight for you. You'll be so afraid. Eh? Is it God that is fighting for me? Amen. Not, huh? hey. That's how far God, Jehoshaphat uh, knew his God. See, you will hear us. You will deliver us. Hallelujah. Verse 10. Verse 10. And now, here are the people of Ammon, Moa, Ammon, Seir, whom you will not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from there and did not destroy them. Verse 11. Here they are, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given to us to inherit. Verse 12. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? <laughs> For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Did you see Joshua? He mentioned what he wanted God to do. He was specific. They want to dispossess us of what you are giving us as a possession. But remember, when we were coming out of Egypt, they did not allow us to pass over. We wanted to destroy. They said, no, 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 leave them. They are day of destruction is coming. I'm only preserving them for, for that time. Say, God, if you need to act, it is now. Hallelujah. Let me ask you, did God act? Did God act? 
Please, the way some of you are asking, you are not sure. Did God act? God acted. But simply because Jehoshaphat knew his God. Jehoshaphat knew his God. I ask you, do you know your God? How are you with your God? Are you walking with God in righteousness? Or you are just doing your own? Hallelujah. I'm going to stop here very soon because of my time. But let me say this. One of the things Yoshaphat did was that apart from praying, he fasted. He did what? Oh? He called the people to fast. Incidentally, even as Pentecostals, fasting is getting out of our dictionary. May the Lord help us. I say may the Lord help us. I want to plead with you. If you are a child of God, you see, you are a child of God. You are listening to me. And you cannot fast at least one day in a week. Wala wow. Hello? Did you hear what I said? You are a child of God. You say, I'm a child of God. And one day in a week, you cannot fast. There is danger. There is what, oh? Danger. I don't have time to talk about that one. But if you say you're a child of God, I'm born again, I'm speaking in tongues, and one day, you know, one of the things our old mentors taught us many years ago, you know, they will open scripture and say, the Pharisees, they fast. You know that Pharisee say, I fast twice a, a week. He said, our righteousness must exceed that of the Pharisee. That's how they, they spoke to us when they want to teach us about fasting. Let your righteousness exceed that of the Pharisee. That's the way they started with us. Oh. And some of us took it seriously now. And you know, but you see, when you walk with God to a point, you think you have arrived. You have not arrived anything, no. Those are part of the things we've got to keep up. We were in a conference yesterday, and for every man that didn't come for the weekend conference, we'll talk our own later. We'll talk it later. So that it doesn't be, seem as if pastor is talking from pulpit to you. We'll talk it later. But you know, one of the people who spoke to us, was talking about this issue of fasting. And he said what I've just said now. Okay? And much more than that, we should look into making... <laughs> what he said was that, have you noticed that in January, when we are doing one month of fasting, because you are putting the body under subjection. I want to use this word now. That the network is always freer. You can connect with God more. Why? You have put the body under subjection. But when February comes, March comes, April comes, and you throw away all that, uh, they say the things start to be haphazard. Hello? 
So, we are in November now. January is coming. Those of you who don't fast, and, well, I want to believe that um, that youth or teenager, you know, I was discussing with one some, uh, some years ago, I believe he or she has came. You know what I'm saying? He or she. So that uh, some of you may not put two and two together. But it used to be a teenager stroke uh, uh, youth that time. He said, we used to fast so, and we break at 9 a.m. Oh, you too, you laugh. Eh? It's breaking fast at 9 a.m. Eh? Oh, breakfast. <laughs> Can you see the interpretation? They say it's breakfast. <laughs> so fasting is abstinence from food. Hello? And not to 9 a.m. Even no, nobody under the sound of my voice here should do less than 3 p.m. Minimum. That's if you cannot go to 6 p.m. Hello? We must train this body. Medical science will tell you when you fast is a means of health to your body. Hello? When you eat, your system will have to digest the food. And I'm told from research, there are some food that it takes three hours to digest. Some take much longer. And those ones that take much longer is the one we like to eat in Africa. Hello? That's the one we love to eat, oh. Our pandayam. Our, you know the rest. You know the rest. It takes a longer time to digest. So you now find out that if you are taking three square meals, while one is not yet digested, you have put another one on top. While another one is not yet fully digested, you have put another one on top. I'm talking about fasting. And I'll, I'll stop there. The other ones, God will give us time to talk about it later. He said, that's a problem. And, you know, I was listening to uh, this discussion on fasting and so on. And the person says, have you noticed that God has put in our system some healing mechanism?" That when you have a cut in your hand, even when you don't use any medicine, if you are healthy, you find that it will heal up on its own after some time. Am I right? He says, God has put a healing mechanism in our system. He says, but if all you are doing is eating, 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 he said, those, uh, there is this enzyme visit that needs to walk, you know, digest to a point, and rest. In that time of resting, that's when they are bringing about the healing virtues. Here and, he said, but if all you are doing is eating, 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 they will not have time to bring about the healing system that they ought to bring to your body. That was enlightening to me. I never thought it that way. But I listened to it and said, ah! The damage we do to ourselves, a plenty. 
You know? So don't fall into the class of people. Don't fall into that group. Oh. I will interpret what I've said. You know, if you come from where I come from, they say if you are a big man and you don't have a pot belly, that you are, you are stingy. Hello? <laughs> Hello? For your good health, don't be pot belly though. Those are part of the uh, is it philosophy or mythology we need to, to do away with. You know, you get into a garden. They say, I got you, ah! If you got your it's trouble. What am I talking about? Fast. Deliberately. Prepare yourself. Put this body under subjection. Apart from its spiritual gain that when you fast and you pray, also it brings health to your system. Can we rise up on our feet? I'm going to stop here because of time. Can we rise up on our feet? Hallelujah. 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 Can we just talk to the Lord? Let's close our eyes. Are you here? You bear a Christian name. But you are not in right standing with God. Are you here? You come to church. But you have no relationship with Jesus. If challenges come and you call upon God, He won't answer you because He will not answer sinners except they repent of their sins. So I want to give you an opportunity. Are you here? You know what I'm talking about. You are a Christian. Bearing Christian name. Uh, you are Samuel. You are Elizabeth. You are Jacob. But you don't know God. You are not in right standing with God. And you want to say, preacher man, pray for me as you are talking. I'm the one you are talking to. Can you just raise up your hand where you are? I want to pray with you. That's where we're going to start before we start to pray. So that we don't assume that everyone is a child of God. Are you there? Every eye closed. Can you just raise up your hand if you fall into that category? God knows you are here. And I'm not going to spend too much time on that. So, you can strike a deal with God. And things will change around for you. As challenges come your way. Anyone? Every eye closed. Every head bowed. You are that individual. You want to say, here am I, Jesus, help me. I want to turn a new leaf. Every eye closed. If you are raising up your hand, thank you, Jesus. I can see that hand. Any other? Raise it up. God knows you are here. God knows you are here. Any other? Any other? Okay. Can you please help?
help me. Those of you raising up your hand, can you please just come to this altar and let's pray together. You are raising up your hand. Please come. Please come. Please come. Thank you, Jesus. Please come. Can you just kneel down? I give you my soul. I talk to the Lord and say, Lord, I come to you today. Have your way in me. God knows you are coming. And having come to this altar, I believe God that there is going to be a new beginning. Every crisis, every challenge, every confrontation you will overcome. In the name of Jesus. Can you say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Say that with me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come in to stay. Jesus, I confess my sins to you. Have mercy upon me. Lord, from today, by your grace, I turn a new leaf. Sin will no longer have dominion over me. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. From today, there is a new beginning for me. And the power of God will see me through. Amen. By your confession, that new life begins now in the name of Jesus. By your confession, that new life begins now in the name of Jesus. By your confession, that new life begins now in the name of Jesus. Grace will be sufficient for you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Can you just rise up? Can you just rise up? Congratulations. Please, can you just go this way? These people will follow you. They need to talk with you and cancel you. And then you come back to join us. Let's put our hands together. Can you put your hands together and celebrate God? Celebrate Jesus. It says, angels rejoice in heaven if one soul gives their life to Christ. So can we just appreciate Jesus, what he has done? This is the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in our sight. Father, we return praise to you. We return praise to you. We return praise to you for you are worthy to receive them. Thank you, Father. And the people of the Lord say, and the people of the Lord say, every great multitude that arise against you, they shall be scattered. I said they shall be scattered. You call the name of Jesus once I want you to pray. Whatever the great multitude they may be, Wherever they are coming from, by the help of the Lord, they shall be scattered. Open your mouth and pray. Oh, yeah, pray. Oh, yeah, pray. Yeah, by the help of God, every great multitude gathered against me, gathered against family, gathered against church, gathered against this nation. Be scattered. Open your mouth and pray. Every great multitude, everything and anything that can constitute great multitude, 
We come against you. Oh, yeah, pray. Are you praying? 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 Anything and everything that can constitute itself to a great multitude. Oh, yeah, come against them. A great multitude in your health matters, scatter them. A great multitude in your finances, scatter them. A great multitude concerning your family affairs, scatter them. Everything that constitutes a great multitude, can you in the place of prayer scatter them now? Ask for God's help. Everything and anything that constitutes itself to a great multitude. Ask for the help of God. In Jesus' name we are praying. Prayer point number two. Can you say it one more time? Can you say the third time? I declare unto you also, you shall not lack help and help us in Jesus' name. Oh, you are turning to prayer now. Oh, you are turning to prayer now. In every area that I need help and help us, I shall not lack them. In every situation that I need help and help us, I shall not lack them. Can you talk to God? Yes. In everything that I need help and help us, in the name that is above every name, I shall not lack help and help us. 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 I shall not lack help and help us in the name of Jesus. In every affair of life, I shall not lack help and help us. In every affair of life, I shall not lack help and help us. Can you confess that before the Lord? In every affair of life, I shall not lack help and help us. In the name of Jesus. 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 In Jesus' name we are praying. A louder man. Prayer point number three. What did he say? Say it one more time. Can you say the third time? Oh, yeah, turn it to prayer now. Turn it to prayer now. Nothing will withstand the fulfillment of God's cancer for my life in the name of Jesus. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Power that withstand fulfillment of God's cancer be scattered in the name of Jesus. Nothing. Only God's cancer will stand. 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 
Only God's counsel will stand. Every other counsel will scatter in the name of Jesus. 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 In Jesus' name we are praying. Prayer point number four. What did he say? Can you say one more time? Can you confidently say it? Oh, you are turning to prayer now. Oh, you are turning to prayer now. Whatever is my inheritance, no power, no principality will dispossess me of it. No power, no principality will dispossess me of it. Are you praying? Are you praying? Can you open your mouth and pray? 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 Whatever is my inheritance that God has written is my inheritance. No powers will dispossess me of it in the name of Jesus. 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 In Jesus' name we are praying. A loud amen. Prayer number five. What did he say? Can you say one more time? Can you say the third time? Oh, you are turning to prayer now. Oh, you are turning to prayer now. In this land, Nigeria, deliver us from disaster, deliver us from sword, deliver us from judgment, deliver us from pestilence, deliver us from famine. In the name of Jesus, oh, yeah, pray, oh, yeah, pray, oh, yeah, pray. Pestilence, famine, disaster, sword. In the name of Jesus, deliver us, deliver us, deliver us. Deliver us. Deliver us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Deliver us. Open your mouth and pray. Deliver us. In the name of Jesus. Deliver us. In the name of Jesus. Deliver us. In the name of Jesus. Deliver us. That's our prayer. In this land, deliver us. From disaster. From famine. From sorrow. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we are praying. Before we go to prayer point number six, I want us to pray. Listen, no. that just dropped in my spirit now, and I want us to pray. Election is coming in Kogi and Bayelsa. Sure, you know. People will die there. I'm not a prophet of doom. But I want us to pray. It shall not come near us. Hello? Did you hear what I'm saying? Hmm? Because the way those people are preparing. Huh? I want us to stand in the gap. For as many as are related to us. Pray it all. As many as I know. As many as I love. That's where I want you to pray. We stand in the place of prayer. When whatever will be happening will be happening there. Because we are seeking for God's help. It will preserve our people. I say we'll preserve our people. 
I say we will preserve our people. Hey, that your amen is annoying me. I say we will preserve our people. Oh yeah, open your mouth and pray. 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 Let's stand in the gap to pray. Let's stand in the gap to pray. Let's stand in the gap to pray. We stand in the gap to pray. For as many as are related to us, as many as we love, as many as we know, oh God, that will enjoy your help, the Lord, you will keep them from danger. You will keep them from disaster. In the name of Jesus, oh God, that's our prayer. We stand in the gap to pray, to say, no evil report in our camp. In the name of Jesus. Yes, as many as relate to us, as many as we love, as many as we know, we stand in the gap to pray. No evil report, no disaster, no death for them in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we are praying. In Jesus' name we are praying. Prayer point number six, what did he say? Say it one more time. Say the third time. Oh, you are turning to prayer now. Oh, you are turning to prayer now. As I focus on God, I shall not be put to shame. Jehoshaphat focused on God. He was not put to shame. As I focus on God, I shall not be put to shame. In the name of Jesus, no family member will be put to shame. In the name of Jesus. Rather, our faces shall be radiant. In the name of Jesus. Pray, 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 pray. As I focus on you. I shall not be put to shame. Into kosuturebo shakataria. Ikantoribo kosokoturebo shakadaria. Bakadike dege 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 In Jesus' name we are praying. Prayer point number seven. What did he say? What did he say? Now read verse 13 of our text. You can read it from your bulletin. It says, Now all Judah with their little ones, their wives and their children, 
They stood where? They stood where? They stood where? It was a family affair. It's not your father. They are praying. Wife is somewhere else. See? They are wise. They are little ones. Everyone! They stood before the Lord. I pray. You and I and our families, we shall serve the Lord. You know the challenges we are having today is that parents are serving the Lord, the children are doing their own. And that's very common, even in Pentecostalism. That's why I want you to pray very well. Lou. And if you are here, you are not yet married, you don't have children, better pray it. And you are sending word ahead. And as you pray it, it will work for you. I say as you pray, it will work for you. So what's the prayer point again? Oh yeah, let's read it one more time. Say it one more time. Oh yeah, turn it to prayer now. Oh yeah, turn it to prayer now. My household and I, we shall serve the Lord. My household and I, we shall serve the Lord. My household and I, we shall serve the Lord. Can you declare before God? That's my desire, Lord. My household and I. Tebi, tebi, tomo, tomo, taya, taya. We shall serve the Lord. Yes, we shall serve the Lord. None of our children will run away from the Lord. We shall serve the Lord together. We shall serve the Lord. We shall serve the Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. You know, in Joshua 24, 15 that you have, they say, As for me and for my house, we we serve the Lord. There to stand like Joshua, there to save the road. As for me and for my house. What will happen, oh? As for me and for my house, we will serve the Oh, yeah, oh. As for me and for my house. As for me and for my house, we will serve and so shall it be in Jesus' name. Prayer point number eight. What did he say? Say it one more time. Say the third time. I want you to pray. God will give you and I patience to wait before God. You see, a lot of us, we pray, but we are not patient enough to hear God. The challenge is that we want to box God. When you pray, you believe that immediately you are finished praying, God must answer. But God may decide not to answer. He may want you to be there for maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 1 hour, before He speaks. But some of us, you know, we want it sharp, sharp. Hmm? We are all Russians. When it comes to serving God or praying, you know Russian, rushing, rush out. So let's understand that God wants us also to wait on Him. 
I want you to talk to God to grant you that grace. That when you pray, you'll be able to receive guidance. You'll be able to receive instruction. You're not just rushing and rush out. And even when he wants to speak to you, you're not there. Lord, grant me that grace. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Just talk to the Lord to help you. Tell the Lord to help you. I'm also praying that God should help me. Every one of us, we need our help. So that you don't rush in and just rush out. And when God wants to speak to you, you are not there. You are not available. And we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. Help me, Lord. That in my prayer time, I will not miss your divine guidance. I will not miss your divine instructions. In the name of Jesus. 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 In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Prayer point number nine, what did they say? Say it one more time. Say it one more time. You know, in verse 17, Joshua said, You will not, you, God told Joshua, You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself, stand, see, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah, O Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them. For the Lord is with you. Can you see? God spoke to Joshua. It was clear. It was distinct. You don't need to fight in there. In me, God, I will, hey, God will fight for you. So, Lord, arise. Fight all my battles for me. Open your mouth and pray. 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 Dide to gun to gun, dide tija tija, dide alagbara, dide olorumi, ko wa shiran wo fokomi. Arise, Lord, and fight for me. Arise, Lord, and fight for me. Battles that I know I cannot fight, arise, and fight for me. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we are praying. And the last prayer point, prayer point number 10, what did he say? Say it one more time. Can you say the third time? So shall it be unto you in the name of Jesus. I say so shall it be unto you in the name of Jesus. I say, so shall it be unto you in the name of Jesus. Can you just lift up your hands and bless the name of the Lord. That your story will end in praises. My story will end in praises. My story will end in praises. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Let's continue to thank God for answering our prayers. Let's give Him praise. Let's give Him praise. He has answered us. We have called upon His name this morning, and He has answered us. Let's continue to praise Him. Thank you, Father. We we'll bless Your holy name because You said we should ask, and You will, we will receive. 
Father, we pray that we have called upon your name this morning and we have received, O oh Lord, all our requests. Father, we thank and bless your holy name. Thank you, Father. We bless, we honor you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Our Father and our God, we thank you once again. We bless you, we honor your holy name. Father, we have confessed, O oh Lord, many things this morning into your, into your hearing. Lord, we pray, as we have confessed, so shall it work for us in Jesus' name. Father, it shall work for us in Jesus' name. Our confessions, Lord, we pray, shall work for us in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Let's clap. Give a clapping offering unto the Lord. Let's clap. Let's rise up and pray. It seems we are tired already. Praise the Lord. Okay, it's time to give our offering. Let's give something good to the Lord this morning. To appreciate Him. To appreciate His goodness in our life. And remember, your offering is a seed that you are giving to the Lord to bless and it's only our seed that God can bless, not our prayers. So give something good. If you want something good to come from the Lord concerning your giving, give something good. As you do that, the Lord will bless you in Jesus' name. Do we have anybody who doesn't have this envelope? Okay, if you have, if you have all prepared your offering, please let's all rise up on feet. Let's rise up on our feet. Commit your offering to the, lift up your offering unto the Lord, and ask God to accept the token you have given you are giving Him this morning, and ask Him to bless you in return. Father, we thank You. Shut up this will bless your holy name. I lift up my offering unto You this morning, Father. Accept in the name of Jesus, Lord. You said blessed. It's to the gift and to receive. Father, Lord God Almighty, I pray, O Lord God Almighty, as I lift my offering unto you, Lord, accept and bless me in the return in the name of Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Please, I forgot to mention uh, our tithe. This is the first Sunday. If you have your tithe with you, please bring it along with your offering. Our Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name, O Lord. Thank you for the, for the opportunity to present our token unto you this morning. Father, we pray that you accept our offerings in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, bless us as we give unto you in Jesus' name. Multiply, O Lord, our giving, Lord, Father, and return lot of blessing unto us in the mighty name of Jesus. Open the window of heaven, Father, and pour your blessings, O Lord, upon us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. For those who may not have to give, Lord, we pray that you, you give unto them, you bless them, give them good job to do in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And for, for those who, who don't even know how to give, Father, teach them to give in the name of Jesus Christ. Blessed be the holy name, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.